Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Missy Armstrong and if it's your first time here, hi, we're so happy that you're listening and we hope you get a lot out of the lesson today. If this is not your first time, welcome. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you joined us. I'm sorry we haven't been here for a couple of weeks with the holidays and we're uh, switching over to a different podcast platform so thank you for listening today and we will be finishing up Moses today it's been a long journey in Moses and we haven't even hit everything that happened in Moses life and I encourage you to to read that and study on your own and uh really get in there is so much to learn But today we are going to go into Numbers chapter 20 and uh, then we will jump down to chapter 27. Uh, But we're going to start in chapter 20 of Numbers. In the first month, the whole of Israel, the Israelite community arrived in the desert of Zin and they stayed at Kadesh. There Miriam died and was buried. Now there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron, and they quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord, why did you bring the Lord's community into the wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapefruits, or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell face down. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them, and the Lord said to Moses, Take your staff and your brother Aaron and gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so that they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just just as he had commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock of Moses in front of the rock and Moses said to them listen you rebels you must bring we must bring you water out of this rock then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff water gushed out of the rock and the community and their livestock drank but the Lord said to Moses and Aaron because you did not trust in me enough to honor as holy in the sight of the Israelites You will not bring this community in the land I gave them. Then the Lord said to Moses, and this is, this is moving down to Numbers 27, verses 12. We're going to start at, sorry. Uh, Then the Lord said to Moses, go up to the mountain 
in the Arab range and see the land I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you will be gathered by your people as your brother Aaron was. For the community rebelled at the waters of the desert of Zin, and both of you disobeyed my command to honor me as holy before their eyes. These were the waters of the Meribah Karish in the desert of Zin. Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, anoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them and bring them in. So the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom the spirit of leadership, who is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest, and in the entire assembly, and the commission and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority, so the whole of the Israelite community will obey him. He is to stand before Eleazar the priest, who will obtain decisions for him by inquiring of the Urim before the Lord. At his command, he did, and the entire community of Israelites will go out, and, his, and at his command, they will come in. Moses did as the Lord commanded, and he took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar, the priest, and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord had instructed through Moses. Now, we did skip over the Joshua and Caleb business business going into Canaan and how they, uh, how they, Joshua and Caleb were the only ones that said, hey, we can do this. Uh, Everybody else was like, those people are huge. There's no way we're going to be able to do this. And we skipped over you know the 40 years in the wilderness but at this point we they had of course been complaining again and Moses lost his temper and he struck the rock and because of his and Aaron's disobedience they didn't get to enter into Canaan land they got to see it from the mountain but they couldn't enter into it as their own home and as a consequence of his sin, Moses is forbidden. He, he's forbidden to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And Joshua is chosen as his successor. Successor. God allows Moses, when it's time for him to die, a great honor. And he allows him to give or show the the Israelite community that Joshua is his successor he also gives him this great honor of seeing the Canaan land and uh, when he died he went up on the mountain and nobody dug his grave God buried him and to this day no one knows exactly where his grave is and that's of course in Deuteronomy 
34-6. And it's kind of fitting for his memory, uh, that, so that the memory of Moses lived on that in the hearts of men, but not in a gravesite. And uh, I think that that is a beautiful expression of God's loving and caring and just friend friendship with Moses and and the way that they interacted together that he would just give him this place where no one quite knows where it is but it exists somewhere What are some of the lessons that we can learn from Moses? Uh, there is probably no other single character in the Old Testament who can bear a comparison to Moses. Uh, because of the range of his story and because of he is human and he shows it frequently and but yet he still has this relationship with God that is uncomparable, right? He is weak in himself, but in God, he is powerful. He is courageous in his journey through the wilderness, but his temper, a controlled control his life I mean his temper was what made him run and run away from Egypt to begin with his his anger and temper with uh, the children of Israel begging you know complaining and complaining and complaining and then hitting the rock instead of speaking to it like he was supposed to and at times, his temper just changed his life completely in many ways. But when he controlled his temper, it resulting resulted in amazing patience with all of the complaining of the Israelites. He had confidence in God's promises. The greatest lesson that comes out of Moses' life is that we should know God's plan is perfect and that it doesn't matter how imperfect we are. Because if you remember, way back in the burning bush, uh, God was telling Moses, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and you're going to help me. And he's like, but I can't. But I can't. He kept giving excuses, so many excuses at the burning bush. But it doesn't matter how imperfect we are. Because Moses, even though he had all of these faults, God used him in amazing ways. Moses is noted for his meekness and humility. But it was in this 
that he was tempted and gave in. And because of that, he didn't get to enter into Canaan. And it's kind of sad. You know, he spent the majority of his adult life dealing with the Israelites, leading them around, continuing to intercede for them in prayers with God, trying his best to be that spiritual leader to the Israelites. And when they get to their destination, to where they're supposed to go, he's not allowed to enter. But look at all of the amazing things he did. And look at how much he himself learned about God. Learned about God's personality. God's just existence. The the relationship that he had with God was so beautiful to me. Because he went into prayer and he prayed to God and he begged with God. He bartered with God. He, he said, please don't take all these people. Give them a chance. Very much like Abraham did with Lot in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Much like, like many of us do praying, please don't take this person or please, please God help these people out. Please God forgive these people for what they've done and make their life a little bit easier. The lessons that we learn from Moses can be applied to everyday life and especially to those who are working in the ministry. Try not to lose your temper. Right? It's hard sometimes when you get frustrated and you get upset. Don't lose your temper. Understand that there are complainers. And there complainers existed way, way, way before you did. Like, complainers existed in the Old Testament. Moses dealt with it. And it never, it never ceases to amaze me at how quickly the children of Israel could turn. How quickly the children of Israel could just, please send us back to Egypt. Please, we were much better off there. Why did you send us out to here to die? I mean, all of these things. And (laughs) every time, God provides for them. And then the next time, they're back to complaining again. And we do the same things. And I don't know why. I guess it's human nature. Maybe it's Satan's way of getting in our head. But when our life seems to be doing good, we're living on high, we're praising Jesus, we are having a good life. Everything's fine. The moment something turns, somebody loses a job, somebody gets sick, somebody passes away, somebody starts having financial troubles, whatever, we start questioning things. We start complaining about things. And where does the praise go? Hey, I'm always reminded, and we will cover this when we cover Job, but 
when Joe experienced all his hardship, it was in one day in a, probably less than an hour. An hour. Because as one servant is telling him a bad thing, before that servant leaves, another servant comes in and tells him another bad thing. And he loses everything. Except for his wife, you know, and his house that he had. But he loses a lot. <coughs> and what is the first thing he does? Falls down on his knees, tears, off, tears his clothes, and praises God. It doesn't say he begs to God, he cries to God, he complains to God. But he praises He says that God is worthy of his praise. How we should be like Job. How much we should strive for that. That even when you're in pain. Even when bad things are happening. You can still find ways to worship God. Their day we were at church and we were singing count your blessings or we were about to actually and we were talking about just God's blessings and at that moment there was a lady and a husband a family in our church that their daughter is, was desperately ill and uh, the, before we started singing the I could see her in church the lady and she started to cry and she was looking at her phone and Somebody asked, was she okay? We all knew that her daughter was extremely ill. But she had started doing better. Against all the doctor's odds, she was starting to get better. God was performing miracles right in front of our eyes. Right there in church. Right before we were going to sing Count Your Blessings. And I just had to say to everyone... <laughs> When I sing count your blessings, especially when we get to the chorus, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. When I'm singing that, I always, in my head, start thinking about everything God's blessed me with. My husband, my son, my church family, my family. Uh, the fact that we have a home, the fact that we have food and the fact that God wakes us up every morning and just all of the blessings, everything that God has done for us. When people complain or when you're tempted to complain, take a deep breath and think about counting your blessings. There is no other way to start wanting so much to sing God's praises when you're going through a hard time than to see everything that he's done for you. And I know I kind of ran it there at the end, but that is the truth. Count your blessings. And learn from Moses' mistakes. Learn from his triumphs. And Learn from his relationship with God. Intercessory prayer is extremely important. And having a constant relationship with God, not just when you need things or when you want things, but every day, even when there's nothing to need or want. <laughs>
So thank you so much for listening today. Next week, we will be starting Joshua. And Joshua is another really awesome person that we will be getting into. Joshua does so much. And of course, Joshua is where we first get a first glimpse of like battles and you know the battle of Jericho and and even though it wasn't quite a battle but you know we get to see we get to see the children of Israel really taking Canaan land and uh, it's really exciting it's really fun for me and thank you so much for listening I appreciate every time you do also our church uh, Freedom Baptist Church Mini Ola is now posting podcasts on YouTube so you can check that out and some of my older podcasts will be loaded in and we will eventually get up to date uh, on my podcast on YouTube on that channel so thank you again for listening I hope you have a wonderful week remember to be kind to yourself and others and to smile God loves you and so do I.